0: Hello and welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder and this is our podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. Today I'll be chatting with two recent University of Texas MFA graduates, Abby Flanagan and Carrie McGuire. Their exhibition, When It Suns It Pours, runs through July 9th. Hi Abby, hi Carrie, how are you doing? (laughs) excellent. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So I'm wondering if you guys could just tell us a little bit about... Where you're from and how you made it to Texas, and maybe
1: a little bit about your practice. I'm Carrie McGuire. I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I made it to Texas because I was really excited about the MFA program at UT Austin. Um, I kind of distilled many different things down to a small list, and it was there was only a few uh, MFA programs that answered all of my calls and that uh, UT was one. So I moved here from Canada and both Abby and I started in 2019, graduated in 2020.
2: Wait, we graduated in 2022. 20, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, there was some weird years in the middle there. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm Abby Flanagan. I um, moved to austin texas in 2019 for the grad program at ut um as has been mentioned and i moved here from maine where i'm originally from like i've lived in montana and maine and texas now um and i currently live in missouri so i am technically uh coming at you <laughs> as a, a Missouri resident, <laughs> um, but it's really nice to be back in Austin for the show. Back how do you say
0: back. that? Missourian?
2: A Missourian? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, like, misery jokes oh, in Missouri, Sure, you know? sure, sure. So, but I think it's funny. So, yeah, Missourian.
0: So, you're both in the same class. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how collaboration started, or, I mean, I know you have... Yeah. similar subject matters mm-hmm. and um how did how did you guys start working together
2: yeah i think definitely it came up uh, conversations sort of happened organically through being in critique classes together seminar classes together realizing we have a similar reading list you know happening in our studios and there's probably a lot of anecdotes we could pick from to like tell our story Carrie but um (laughs) one that I'll share is I remember there was a visiting artist that was uh part of the program the photographer Justine Justine Curland and she did studio visits with us um a lot of us grads she was great to have in the studio she I think pulled us both aside separately and kind of just I know she told me um just how much she got from visiting both our studios and how nice it seemed like we kind of, like, complemented each other's practice. And then I remember she just mentioned it a few times. And so that stands out to me in terms of, like, yeah, we just slowly became really in dialogue. And then, um, yeah, what about you, Carrie?
1: This might be a little bit more glib, but before I moved here, I was stressing to a friend about, it's like oh i have to move to a new city live in a new country and i'm going to have to make a whole new group of friends and connor my friend connor said he was like in my experience the first person you befriend is like usually like a good a good person and so i think i met abby the first day i moved to austin oh, i moved wow. in with my roommates and we all they're like, we're going to go to dinner with some other UT people. And so I think Abby was my, f- yeah, we were my first friend in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so Connor's wisdom holds true. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's like subject matter. I mean, maybe we can go into this a little bit later, but I think like our approaches are very similar, which I think is really maybe a, the most important part to collaborating Um, rather than, like, the end result or the topics or something, because we were talking the other day about being component artists where we make many different components and put them together into artworks, and I think that's, like, a very specific way of working, and I can just, like, looking around the gallery, you can see that it's very true of both of our work. So is this the first show of your collaboration? Cool. Sure is
2: <laughs> <laughs> yay. yay, yeah, and we're so thrilled that it's in it is happening, and that people can come share it with us um and uh I'll add too if since we're diving into subject matter and and what's going on with the show, something I think combines our methods is like we both have sort of almost like an essayistic approach to like reading and research, and especially things tied to environment and landscape. And how conversations around land and environment and climate are also impacting um, ideas around aesthetics and form and art that's being made, <laughs> contemporary art that's being made. And so I think we're both really curious and like almost a research mind, and then matched with just like a material relationship with material experimentation and just trying things out pretty, you know, I think of myself as rather interdisciplinary, I think of you as rather interdisciplinary, but really interested in how materials can like um show entropy or show something that they do on their own that we kind of instigate with a gesture like pouring water and to graphite and ice and using things that change over time. So even though the end results of our work look quite different. I've been thinking, yeah, definitely since grad school, but I'm reminded here in the space of just like how similar that is individually and how it makes for a quick, you know, collaboration. (laughs) Like it makes a lot of sense together.
0: So you're already talking about the subject matter even before a show is created. So did a specific idea bring the show together or?
1: How'd that work? Our working title of the show is Microclimates, and I think that points to sort of our idea that we, or maybe the scaffolding on which our collaboration is built, where I think that, like, a lot of the work that we make sort of, I think of the word microclimate as, like, an an eco, like, kind of creating a small ecosystem or something like a, a pause within, like, a larger system. So, like, a microclimate would be a pocket of climate that is, like, different or exceptional mm-hmm. in relation to what's around it. So I was sort of thinking of, like, each artwork as a microclimate or each process or body of work as as such. And then also, as Abby was saying, a lot of our work thinks about, like, climate, climate change, landscape. And also, I think, materially... I found this term to use which is like of the of the earth or like underfoot, like underfoot materials. So things that can be sort of collected or I was thinking of Abby's like studio landscape work which has paper and plaster. So maybe that's something that's like underfoot in a studio which is one ecosystem. Whereas like this work here has a second body, has little ceramic pieces that are like under its feet but then also that's relating to like the earth and um clay and building materials and yeah like I think where I guess what I'm saying is where we source our materials from is very specific
0: mm-hmm. did you want to add anything or? Um,
2: yeah actually I do that was fun <laughs> to listen to though so um it's making me think of a lot of things now but what I wanted to add was um the idea of smallness like back to that word microclimates like Climate and micro were both really important. And I remember that there was something that came up around being tiny, like the tiny thing. And like, yes, granular material for sure is uh, present in this exhibition (laughs) in many different ways. Um, But wanting to find a way of talking about landscape and things that are often represented in terms of largeness, like sublime or huge or, um, you know the mountain or the ocean, like these giant things that are almost too big to imagine representing and that we both were really interested in like trying to think of tininess as a way of getting at these things that are too large to imagine, like mm. the shell in the ocean or um, the rain drop versus like the whole storm system. And that became really not just important for the show, like in terms of material choices and marks, but also like mark making. But I think also conceptually, it feels important mutually to us in that it's quiet. It's uh, commanding space differently. Um, it's not, I mean, smallness, tininess has a different presence that might be analogous with like the quiet or the invisible or something that's less apparent. And I think we both gravitate towards that tone, almost as a critique, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so microclimate <laughs> is an important term for the show.
0: Do you all want to describe maybe the rubbing piece or you know how it came about, how you worked together on it? Because it's a combination of different
1: works. It's very large... It's spectacular in the space. Thank you. Um, so the rubbing, I will describe it. It is ten ish yards long. It's on natural colored cotton muslin, and we brought it to the like Mets neighborhood park, which is near the gallery, and we laid the fabric on this one wall and then took rubbings using kind of like earth tone and red and ochre crayons on it and it's an impression in many ways it's a rubbing it's not a complete exact replica of the wall there's different like moments it I was thinking when we were making it of like Japanese landscape scrolls about how there's sort of this like narrative or like or time that goes through it so they represent space or like horizon and then also time on the same axis so I was thinking about that when we were making this it was very sweaty and hot and <laughs> hard work and lots of like artist problem solving which is my favorite kind of problem solving we're just like how do we tape this fabric to this rock what's the best adhesive <laughs> for that and then Abby was just in an exhibition or has just installed an exhibition in Montana uh, maybe you can describe this part better we were So part of the work, I have these um, prints that I've made with graphite and ice on vellum, and we've installed them on top of the rubbing. And I mean, we can talk more about the work layering. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um,
2: we have some of Carrie's work, yeah, the flags that she was scrubbing kind of layered on top of the rubbing it's just as a way to uh, really tie in this space. And I think the idea for me has started with this, something that transform a wall. Like it's, it's really just like an installation um, thread of how a wall can transform and be a backdrop for the work in the, on it. <laughs> so Carrie's prints is what um, we have layered on top of the soft wall, <laughs> which is the rubbing that we made which is (laughs) wall-sized. I'm saying wall a lot. Um, And then the grid that comes from the bricks um, in the rubbing plays off of the other grids in the space a lot, I think, and is sort of rhythmically very cohesive. Yeah, there's a lot of grids happening (laughs) everywhere, um, but they're all sort of like with their different weights and different yeah just different kinds of grids I guess but the wall is the rubbing wall is one of them um it's playful too I think it was done oh yes since you know I got here a week ago and as we were planning out installation this was a way to be present in this neighborhood and walk down to the nearby park and be in a site that we thought felt like you know in proximity to gray duck and I'm I'm going to jump to the next collaborative piece if that's okay yeah i was
0: gonna prompt you to do it anyway (laughs) okay cool jill we're on the
2: same page but um in addition to this neighborhood and what we went on a walk at one point to like anchor ourselves in the neighborhood and we definitely wanted to do a rubbing as a way to be present here but also the pecan trees that what it is yes mm-hmm. in the courtyard of gray duck is really majestic i think is what you said carrie and it um is beautiful and feels quite the being to behold and so we have a video piece that um carrie programmed a sort of system <laughs> of uh the video recording the pecan tree and we're interested in how the pecan tree can kind of show the weather of what's happening that day so if it's cloudy you'll see that around the pecan tree. If it's sunny, you'll see that. If it's a beautiful sunset, maybe you'll see some colors in between the branches and stuff. And um, with the idea being that it's sort of (laughs) an anchor, but showing like the atmospheric change or the weather change around it and bringing whoever's looking at the video into some sort of thoughtful relationship to the weather or to even just think about the weather. And the video is shown one day off. <laughs> so, I, and again, in the effort to sort of like think about whether more slowly or in a different time scale, we just changed that day. So it's not a forecast, but it's a past cast. <laughs> there, there might be some squirrels on that there, tree also. There might be some squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully some birds and other lovely things.
0: How has the show or getting the show together changed
1: either the way you collaborate or your own personal work practice? I think we were talking about how Abby and I don't live in the same city and it was a great pretense to to catch up. So we mm. had meetings and we it kind of they just sort of ended up being like talking about what we were thinking about, about our practice. We had specific projects in mind and we're communicating the logistics, but then it also sort of turned into a conversation about our evolving conceptions around like our own work and each other's work and just like, and our interests in general. I think something that I got out of this collaboration that was really valuable is we had really important conversations I think one I remember specifically is around the tone that we wanted to set in the exhibition. Um, I think we both are wary of sort of like landscape, environment, climate related artwork that has this like apocalyptic or um, cynical lens, which feels very. Yeah, that's just something that I don't want to engage with and I think I mean that's something like we really agree on. I think I can say just like really putting words to sent like feelings, thoughts like that was really like something that's really important because I think like working alone in one studio you kind of have your studio brain which is like in my experience just like a soup of things that kind of float around and I like catch them as they come by but I'm really like collaboration it kind of forces me to be very specific about what I mean um so that's been really helpful totally
2: agree with all of that (laughs) and also, the third collaboration in the space is a wall grid. <laughs> another grid of um, drawings that we did as like a daily practice to to get at this like a quick gesture, sort of play with the hierarchy of images. Like do something that's a little bit more light and um, more of like almost a sketchbook sort of feeling. But we displayed it like a you know a grid, so everyone can. In- share <laughs> um i can look at it at as one piece also and that sort of thing was just also a way to kind of like have some sort of threaded conversation i think um that we knew would eventually be combined in this space and um so yeah that came up at one point when we were collaborating if i'm remembering the timeline correctly i think the thing that shipped the most for me is when we talked about the show originally and talked to you about it, Jill, Mm -hmm. microclimates was really the thing we were talking about and this idea of smallness and climate. And now it feels really weather like Mm. is the thing that is being (laughs) contemplated or is being um, sort of, Yes, yeah, just something about <laughs> um the work for me has has it's still about microclimates that seems really important, but um also it feels um sort of ambient and um has more weather related content in it. <laughs> and that's something that developed just through conversation.
0: Did you all share each other's drawings when you're doing them day to day or was that at the end when when you got back together?
1: We shared some of them. I think we started and then I think we were we both had a moment where we wanted to see the other drawing because just to know what <laughs> realm or universe we were in and just and we were in the same universe which was good. So it was sort of a we had to check in just to make sure we were on the same page. But then yeah, and then we, I think most most of them I saw just a week ago or sooner. Is there anything else y'all want to talk about the show or anything else <laughs> before we wrap up? Um, I was just like, when we were enumerating, Abby was like, the third collaboration, and then... I kind of almost didn't realize how many collaborations we have. Then we also have a zine, which is a fourth oh, collaboration, Yes, yes. Um, which is a little, a little, a thin broadsheet newspaper where we, I think it's a, maybe the most playful piece in the whole show. It's basically composed from found imagery and found text. So, um, there's a photo that I will leave as a fun surprise for one to see um, on the cover. And then I, one of my contributions to it was just soliciting weather photos from friends. So we have this uh, another grid collage of these photos. And then Abby has this like found text like, simultaneous poem in the inside? Maybe you want to talk about that. Sure. Um, yeah, it has a
2: text on the inside that's one, um, it's fragmented text, so it's not a complete story or it's not prose. But um, if some quotes pulled from an article about cloud seeding, which is a process of putting, I don't know, some sort of, thing into clouds with planes, (laughs) iodine, shooting this um, matter into clouds to draw rain out or to help them. I don't even know, like to make them rain more. And so there was just some like interesting use of language. It was from like the texas.gov website or something like that. Then the other poem is the on the nature of things is that what it's called and it's the it's original title in latin i think and um by <laughs> lucretius which is um this long i think it has like six parts on um, this long poem about nature and um and, and being and god <laughs> but i pulled out i think i just i mean it's from It's a very old piece of writing, but I think I just, like, command F'd, like, did the search of the word (laughs) in the document for, like, clouds, wind, and maybe sky, and just pulled out those quotes. So the combined text that's in the zine just layers those two texts together to create kind of a hybrid poem of this really old piece of writing, and this really contemporary piece of writing, both about... Nature.
0: Do you want to talk about the insert or is that a surprise? Oh yeah. And then there's an (laughs) insert, which is
2: the insert is um, something kind of like a takeaway where it's a, a weather log for yesterday's weather (laughs) tying into our video project. Um, So it's a log that it's for the, it's for you. It's for whoever to picks it up and it's empty and it asks you to record the weather three times a day of yesterday so you would be you're asked or one is asked to think about what was happening yesterday at that time in terms of weather so like if i were to think of it i think it was just hot and sunny the rainstorm was the day before i think
0: no no yesterday because i had to take the dog out before it rained oh that's how i remember it that's the idea (laughs) (laughs) And then it
2: asks for you to, to record different things. Like what's the sky color? What's the, or what was, I think cloud brightness is one of them, temperature, things like that. So, I mean, most likely if I'm thinking about myself, I'll probably forget (laughs) that the idea is that it would ask. It's an interesting exercise Ask one more of like a, yeah, a brain exercise of of presence and that. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, come see the show because, oh my gosh. It's, it's fantastic. There are so many different materials um, and different way of presentation that I think everyone will be happy when they see. So <laughs> thanks so much thank for joining you. us. Thank you, Jill. I want to thank Abby and Carrie for joining me on this podcast. Their exhibition, When It Suns, It Pours, will run through July 9th. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and the Black Drum Set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive. Thank you so much for listening.